Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast, everybody. This is a special week because we have a special interview with you from Nick Powers and Kevin Sheard from Warfighter Scuba. Brando and I got to spend a couple of hours chatting with uh, the guys about the organization and all the great stuff that they're doing for injured veterans really from around the world and helping them get through some PTSD issues and some personal injury issues and through the wonderful world of scuba diving. So we hope you enjoy it. Check it out. Welcome back to the Great Dive Podcast, everybody. You're here with... You're here with... Down in the bunker, Brando. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. Down in the bunker, Brando, and uh, I don't. I Jarhead James. Jarhead James, sir. Yes, that. sir. Who ya? And uh, we're also here with one of our uh, good local dive buddy, dive masters, Kevin, and good old Nick Powers from Warfighter Scuba joining us today. So both of these guys are from Warfighters, so thank you guys for uh, joining us. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you. Absolutely. I, I was kind of hoping you. I was going to get something cool, but when you just said, and Kevin, it was like, oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, right. uh, and we're also here with nuclear fallout Nick. K-Bar Kev. Oh, K-Bar Kev. K-Bar Kevin. There you go. And Kevin knows what a K-Bar is now. Oh, absolutely, mm. oh. I knew. Hey, I I went to gun shows when I was little. Uh-huh. My buddy had a K bar uh, when I, we were in high school. It was his prized possession. Did you guys ever go to a K bar? <laughs> <laughs> that Not intentionally? Um, K or, or the <laughs> yes? Okay, <laughs> one time, one time, but I was with friends. Yes, right. I was with friends. This girl I knew. Really like to go the, to them because the interesting thing is I didn't pay for a single drink all night. I, that is true. I've I just went for the dancing, and I didn't have to pay for a single drink. Well, Awkward. that's a great that's a great uh, life hack, money saving little is. idea. Uh, well, I because mean, we're gonna dr- probably drink way more than the girls, so oh, for sure. it just makes sense. Nick is also like a you know he. he be like a six foot seven big military bear in the place. How tall are you, Nick? Six seven. Yeah, Whoa. see. I, I mean, that's. Uh, I get excited. I wonder them. they're fawning. Yes. Like, what's what's the detail we can go into this to start off this whole <laughs> podcast? Because there is. Oh, there's military... no limit. Okay. So there's no limit, Nick. We were stationed in Hawaii, and I don't. I'm not familiar, or I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with Oahu or not. But at the very end of Waikiki on the strip, you know, there's this big parking lot and there's a zoo. Well, that was the cheapest parking. So we would go down on the weekends. However, there was a uh, there was a K bar that overlooked that parking lot. And we would rotate on who had to turn around and count how many people were catcalling at us as we were walking. (laughs) I think I may may have been to that K bar. Yeah, it was on on the second floor, like very end of the strip. And, uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting time every time we go down there. It was, it was, you know, we had like a rotation of, of whose turn it was to count how many people were hollering at us. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to control myself, Nick, and not, uh, not give you any cat calls today. 
Oh, you can catcall away. I'm, I'm, I'm immune to it now. I, and actually, I appreciate it more now because when I was in my early 20s, I was pretty damn good looking. Now I'm just like, <laughs> no, he's he's pretty good looking oh, still, ladies. Yeah, it's only I'm, it only gets worse. I'm starting to realize that now. In. Yeah, I'm starting to realize it now too, Nick. I mean, Brando's been telling me. I was about a it fucking for model. Like I was a model. Now like look Brando's, at Brando's. Brando's <laughs> been telling me how bad it's going to get for decades and <laughs> yeah. decades and decades. He's been telling me it's. Get gonna, I'm going to start looking old one of these days. <laughs> Once the, the yeah, just give up. Yeah, I would kill for a cat cat call from anybody. Literally kill. Well, yeah, I mean, Brando, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Once you like shave your head or lose your hair yeah. and have gray on your beard, you're officially invisible to anyone <laughs> under like yeah. 48. Or there's so, I mean, there's there are these girls out there that seem to have a thing for uh, older, out of shape Listen, men. This is the time. I mean, if there's, been, if there's ever been a time for it, this is the time for exactly. the for the. For the dad bod, you guys have you guys are in. Yeah, no, well, I'm, I'm fighting fight to uh, change that. Kevin's doing a good job. He's he's on a workout regimen. He's down nice. what 20, 30 pounds. Wow. Uh, no, like twenty two. Yeah. There but, you go. Nice, nice, nice. But Kev. it was a, it was a wholesale change. I can't wait to see what my air consumption change is like. I'm telling you, man, you quit those smokes. You stay off that. Your air consumption is gonna mm-hmm. decrease significantly. 22 days. Nice, guy. Very nice. Nice job, man. Like, I, I used to have to dive the, when I first moved down here to Roatan, I was on the hundreds. And I could barely, barely do a 30-minute dive. And that was only maybe doing wow. 60 feet max. I was plowing through tanks. And then, well, yeah, when I quit smoking, 60 feet, I could probably do over an hour now. Easy. Nice. So hey Nick, let's uh, let's take a quick minute and just uh, get everybody on board with uh, who you are and where you're from, and uh, give them a little bit of an overview of where you and Kevin both fit into Warfighter Scuba. Okay, um, I'm the president. I founded Warfighter in 2017, um, about a year after I moved down to Roatan. Um, started diving at well, geez, 1998. And I didn't actively dive that entire time. Uh, went in the Marine Corps in 2003, was stationed in Hawaii, as we were previously discussing, and had all my dive gear in my wall locker, and not once in four years there did I ever go on a scuba dive. So I kind of kicked myself in the ass for that. Um, That's what you get for hanging out at the K-Bar. Uh, yeah, if we, weren't, <laughs> if we weren't in the yeah, field or anything like that. We were getting drunk, so... In 2016, my wife and I and our daughter, we moved down to Roatan, and I started getting back into diving, and I realized like the mental change that it was bringing to me and my PTSD and my anger and my just overall shitbaggedness, if that's, if that's a term that, that I can create. I was a piece of shit, um, and I've got no problem admitting that anymore. I was at the peak of my anger. My PTSD was getting a hold of me. My alcoholism was through the roof. Um, I was horrible to my family. I was horrible to my friends. And uh, scuba saved me from that. So getting back underwater, um, you know, and seeing that light at the end of the tunnel in my brain for the first time, uh, I started talking to some of my buddies from the Marine Corps. And it's the first time they all like unanimously said, I think you got something there instead of Nick, that is a fucking stupid idea. <laughs> so, um, so I went with it Buddies. and, uh, I got a couple of them to, to, you know, be on the board of directors at the time to do the articles of incorporation and filing and 
We got our 501c3, and we've been, I wish I could say slowly growing since then, but we have rapidly grown since, you know, our first vet came down in 2017. Um, you know, and, I, and that's basically how I met Kevin, was through a veteran who's friends with Kevin that he came through with another organization and is now part of our organization as one of our instructors um, who told Kevin about what we were doing. And, you know, Kevin checked us out and he was like, screw it. I want to be on the board. And, you know, we, we've kept him here for almost two years now. So, you know, he's not, or well, actually, no, almost a year and a half now. I'm sorry. Uh, we haven't scared him off yet. So I'm, I'm trying to keep him as long as possible. Nah, he was, no. uh, Kevin was pretty stoked. I mean, I, I remember mm. when, when he first... When he first got going with it, and he was really telling us about it. Kevin, why don't you tell everybody like like your introduction? Sure. Yeah. So I um, I was volunteering with another organization, and uh, one of the guys that went through it was um, who is an instructor with us now. Great guy, lives in Ohio. Adam. He uh, basically was in my first class that I was assisting and helping as we were going through, and I was working on my dive master at the time. So um, I met him through that. He went through the first class of getting, you know, going through the open water and that kind of thing. And we've stayed in touch and and uh, had been diving with each other, you know, a few times and checking out the springs down in Florida and some other things. But um, – he was telling me about this other organization that he had checked out, and he's like, yeah, take a look at the website. Took a look at the website. Um, me being in, in my space, I dug a little deeper and checked them out on uh, some of their filings because they're public tax filings, and you know, I was loving to keep being involved with diving with a combat veteran community, and and uh, all the people that I had met were amazing folks, and um you know, looking at the filings, I was taking a look at, you know, where they were at, knowing it was post-COVID, had a quick call with them um, with regards to, you know, what it was, talked to um, Adam and Nick about it, and then, you know, threw, threw the hat in the ring to see if it, you know, what kind of difference that I could make about moving the needle, because, um, you know, it wasn't a huge organization that had multiple multiple millions of dollars of income and flows and employees and everything else and so i'm like well this is a small one so if 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 i'm going to dedicate it i can i can actually really hope to make an impact by by joining and it was doing what i'd love to do but it was in a more of of an official capacity where i had some skin in the game to to perform yeah sounds like uh it's a a way for you to share what you love with dive and and then actually have a purpose along with it as well yeah because i can't i can't go like trevor treasure diving all the time so i gotta do something else <laughs> brando anything, anything you want to throw in there uh no i i really like that idea of you said no so I'm gonna, i said no <laughs> no you said no so i'm gonna just i'm gonna take no but that. yes <laughs> what the fuck when since when do you start listening to me <laughs> what i was gonna say was i like that idea that you know nick mentioned about the uh, feeling when you go scuba diving how it well i don't know kind of recharges you separates you out of the craziness of the 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 actual world that we're living in and especially the the baggage that you know ptsd is on uh, our vets that have been in action um that the scuba can help and i think most of our listening audience probably has something 
to to that you know to a degree something like that going on when they go underwater as well it kind of you know takes you away and you no longer have to um engage in the craziness and stress of of shit basically a whole lot of shit well yeah because you get underwater and you're you're kind of defined by a whole new set of rules exactly start over all your baggage Mm -hmm. and bullshit on land doesn't apply anymore like you've got you've got time you've got gas you've got limitations that are very unique to you right then and in that moment and it's easily a way for people with all kinds of like mental emotional psychological physical trauma to if, if they can get underwater and live there you know can they, they don't have a choice but have to get away from it plus yeah. it's a, it's a great excuse like if you're married and you want to go diving <laughs> i need this my, my wife has actually said hey you've been kind of uh yeah. stressed you've been this you haven't been diving in a while why don't you go for a weekend of diving because she knows i come back and it's i was waiting know. for you to so let's go hop in the hay but no it's uh <laughs> it's why don't you go diving <laughs> and I, that sounds yeah it's yeah, a that lot sounds easier for me because he's a yeah. much nicer <laughs> and friendlier version true true so nick uh so how so you you moved down to roatan and um, so you kind of it rekindles your scuba sense a bit, a bit, um, yeah, a bit. You, but you were just what you were just still just open water back from 1998 at that point. Yeah. And you just... So I, I well, it's actually junior open water. You know, I, obviously it automatically uh, <laughs> it automatically changes at 13 or whatever. But uh, my... no, 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 no. You you, you will be forever yeah. known as junior yeah. diver Nick yeah. on, on, on this no, show. That's on fine. this show here, that's fine. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so, you know, my wife saw the island on, on an HGTV show. And then funny enough, we were on an HGTV show as a couple that moved down there and or down here, excuse wow. me. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was absolutely absurd. Um, but uh, <laughs> we moved down and, and uh, I did my advanced open water in Lake Pleasant, Arizona, um, oh. right before we moved down here. And uh <laughs> Holy crap! Was that horrible? Uh, so the name is kind of a misnomer. Well, it's it's great for wakeboarding, jet, you know, for surface oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's nothing underneath that except sunken boats, dead trees, you know, um, and uh, a thermocline. Gilboa. That uh, I was going to say, you, you just Nick, described Nick, every. Yeah. What is he talking England about? That's what we know. <laughs> you're, hitting, you're hitting Brandon right in the fields no, there. Everything uh, Nick. That's I've like, seen that's, from Gilboa. That's like his home. It's his home backyard lake. He loves <laughs> everything I've seen from Gilboa. Looks beautiful compared beautiful. to the muck oh, I yeah. was in yeah. in Lake Pleasant. And so at the surface, the water temp was 91 degrees. Okay, beauty. At at yeah, at 60 feet, the thermocline went to 50. Whoa. Like, and I was in a three mil wetsuit, and we were doing our deep dive. I wanted to kill the instructor. I wanted to kill everybody around me. I was in like just basically, like hi- I was hypothermic the whole time. I was, ah. <laughs> and, yeah, that's uh, that's no fun. That's no fun. And then he ended up losing his son, who was his dive master, because visibility was about uh, negative five feet. So uh, we come back. My <laughs> Jesus, my BCD, the dump valve blew. So I couldn't even keep my BCD inflated. So I'm swimming one-sided to, so the air is not leaking out. <laughs> and uh, we come back up. The instructor gets us so lost. His son found his way back correctly. We're on the other side of the freaking lake. Um, it was pretty funny. But, yeah, so I, I did come down to Roatan as an advanced open water. 
Um, okay. And then, uh, yeah, once, once I had the idea here, you know, I didn't, I didn't do any courses while I was like getting back into diving. I just had my advanced, you know, most of the wrecks down here about a hundred, 110. So you kind of need that. Um, and, uh, yeah, once the idea popped in my head, I, I just, I went zero to hero, like, you know, that, um, I just started junior, junior to hero. Yeah. Junior to hero. Yeah. I mean, so really, I'm only like a junior open water instructor right now. Uh, I'm working on my junior open water instructor trainer, though. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, and with SSI, I can teach the scuba rangers. So, you know, I can hang out with oh, my, fellow, go, yeah. my fellow chitlins. But, uh, yeah, so it, it was a pretty quick succession of courses within, you know, four to six months or whatever it was. I just, I just pounded them hard. And then... Uh, did the instructor Are you back course. at the K bar? Uh, <laughs> no. All right. So when uh, so Nick so so Nick, when was it then that you went from pounding out the classes to realizing that like scuba's gonna be my life? This I can is what see I'm gonna do. Kevin said K bar because if you don't say classes with the really pronouncing the C and the L hard, it just sounds like pounding some asses. So. At the K bar, um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, James. you were talking about pounding them out. I got distracted. Hey, I'm sorry. Listen. No, no, no. All right, let me if let it's me in read front of me. I'm gonna one. pound it out. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, when was it? You know, after after doing these classes post advance and getting through to uh, your instructor, like uh, when was it that you realized that hey, scuba is gonna be my life. Uh, this is what I'm gonna do. That's a tough one. Um, was it was it the war fighter that made oh, you want to yeah, yeah. make scuba your life, or was it your scuba was going to be my life, well, and then you added the war fighter in? No, it, it it was it was war fighter. Scuba wasn't going to be my life. It was just going to be a hobby. You know, it was, it was going to be a yeah. I live in Rotan. You know, top five dive destination in the world. I'll just I'll go for a weekend dive. You know, um, and it didn't really become what I want to be my life until God and I hope none of the vets who've come through the program who hear this, uh, take offense to it, but until I got my first amputee in the water mm-hmm. and, uh, he has been around the, the circuit significantly with nonprofits and, and, you know, non-traditional therapies with hunting, hiking, uh, you name it, he's done it. George Bush painted a portrait of him. Um, and when he told me that this was the best thing that he'd ever done, uh, he's actually the guy right here behind me that you guys can see, but obviously the listeners can't. Um, when I saw him go from absolutely terrified of the water and, you know, he's, he's got one leg, uh, his amputations at the hip. So it's not like he can put a, a socket on and have a dive prosthetic or anything. I need a fucking leash with him in the water because he is so incredibly mobile that, you know, you just watch him and you're in awe. Like it's it, to see that transition of somebody who, isn't mobile on land and has to deal with things that we would never even think about dealing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets in the water and he's literally <sighs> just gone. Like, I, I mean, it, to the point where it's like, okay, dude, you want to pound on your tank? Like, come on, come back, come back. He's just so excited. Um, and we're working up to his dive master right now. And I'm trying to push a lot of our amputee vets to do that. Uh, you know, Ryan Newell, he, he came through double amputee above the knee. And um, he's starting to work on his dive master with me as well. 
And, you know, I'm really, that, that, that was probably the moment, James, is, you know, uh, just, I, I can't even describe, you have to be there and, and witness the, that transformation. It, it, it truly, if it doesn't change you, uh, something's wrong with you. I don't know. <laughs> but to watch yeah, something that pretty... incredible happen is just, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I can't describe it. It, 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 it this still is therapy for me. You know, I, I, my PTSD was basically surrounded by my alcoholism. To, I, I'll be honest with you. A lot of my triggers were when I was drunk, you know, sitting there in a the room crying about my friends who died and, oh, woe's me. It should have been me. Um, but I, I don't have that anymore. And, and when we have veterans down here, you know, every month, it's my therapy internally helping them. You know what I mean? So it's, mm. I, I'm kind of a little selfish, I guess, by that, because it's not like all selfless, you know, volunteering and, and doing this for, for my wounded brothers and sisters. Cause I get something out of it. I get therapy helping them experience something that they never even dreamed of doing to, to begin with. That's, that's pretty uh, awesome statement there, you know, because just as I'm thinking to myself that, you know, you're, you're the first guy I've talked to that, you know, his love for scuba is a little more altruistic than, than selfish. You make a statement like that. But I, I think if there's ever a place for selfishness, like that's it. I, yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I hate, I hate being selfish. I hate saying that, but you know, I do get something out of it, and, I, and it, it makes me feel incredibly as well. Good. And as well, you should. I, I don't think there's anything. I don't think. I don't think selfish, especially in this context, is a, is a bad word right, at all. Right. I mean, it's a pretty wonderful world because uh, what, what you're bringing to and what you're really getting out of it is what it's doing for somebody else. Exactly. Right. Well, in 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 my perspective of seeing Nick do this, uh, this is this Nick gets to do this kind of therapy, and it's therapy for him as well to share this with so many people because he does it so frequently so often and he gets to share it with so many people that it's therapy for him also. So how big, uh, so how busy are you down there, Nick? Uh, we actually have a group arriving on Saturday of eight and, uh, we do one trip a month. So one week a month, that's about all I can financially handle but with taking time off work because I, I don't take any money from Warfighter Scuba. Nobody's on payroll. Everything goes towards the veterans and the programs. Um, so I can really only financially afford to take one week a month off work. Uh, obviously, the goal is to grow the organization to where I can you know, transition out of that being my work, take a salary that's not some overinflated, you know, bullshit like most other nonprofits give their, you know, CEOs and everything, you know, half million here, a million there crap. Um, and just be in the water four weeks a month. I mean, I, I if I could be in the water 55 weeks a year with vets, that's my goal. Uh, but as of right now, it's one week a month, seven days down here in Roatan, all, all inclusive stay for the vets, airfare, lodging, food, no alcohol or drugs are allowed. It's just all diving. We're, you know, with the new location at Upachai, we're, we're doing four dives a day. Um, I mean, everybody's in bed by like 7, 30, 8 o'clock because they're just so freaking exhausted. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, they've, uh, so that's a resort down there? They just kind of opened up to you guys? Well, yeah. So we, we have a, a couple. We started with uh, Grand Roatan and Infinity Bay. And Infinity Bay has been um, probably our largest uh, contributor for, for since inception. 
Um, they would donate the rooms for us, which helped keep the cost way down, which allowed us as we were smaller to bring more veterans down. And, you know, airfare is really the, the big ass kicker. Um, and we just got another nonprofit, uh, the Harbaugh Foundation, that wants to partner with us. And they're basically covering our costs at Upachaya. So we're right on the water in a protected bay. Um, got our, our own dock. The only thing that we're working on now is we're going to start trying to fund our own dive boat thinking about doing like a 40 foot power cat, 18 foot wide, uh, you know, two outboard motors, have a, have a crane for mm -hmm. uh, any paralyzed or possibly quadruple amputee. I do have uh, one triple amputee that wants to come down, uh, not a quad yet, but uh, it'll be a truly adaptive diving boat and it'll be comfortable. Wheelchairs will be able to roll right on um, tons of space. So that, that's kind of the next on our, our list of what we want to try and fund. Um, cause it'll, it'll allow us to open up to a, a whole nother class of, of capabilities for, for injured divers. Yeah. I mean, that, that's something that a lot of people just don't even have the understanding, even think about like how difficult bringing yep. a diver with all those needs onto just a traditional dive boat, uh, how much more difficult that makes just to get them in the water. Yep. No, there's, there's hey. countless things you got to worry about. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Nick, um, did you have to undergo special training to instruct um, physically handicapped and or emotionally, you know, uh, psychologically handicapped? Um, so um, we're, we do everything through yes. Scuba Schools International, SSI. And yeah. I did go through their class, what they call classified diving, um, is okay. their adaptive diving. And I am a classified okay. diving instructor. Yeah. Groovy. Yeah, because it's a, it's a, it takes a special type of a dive master to work in that. Correct. Absolutely. Environment, because I mean, you're not just dive master pointing out the, you know, the the trumpet fish when it swims by, and you know, uh, oh, hey, there's a blenny. Take a look at the blenny. I mean, this is like you're really diving for you're them. You're terrible anyways. dive master, James. <laughs> you're a terrible dive master. <laughs> did, you see the, did you see the tips I just got? I just got, I got a blenny. You pointing out a blenny, really? <laughs> I have no idea what a blenny uh, is. It, it was a it was a red it was a red lipped goldfin blenny. Yeah. You don't see those everywhere. Meanwhile, that tiger shark swims in the background. Yeah, well, no. Most most of the time, we're not doing any kind of fish ID. It's making sure that one guy doesn't follow someone off the ledge, and then you fight him, pulling him back, and some and, other crap. That's that's Kevin, what a dive master job is. And Kevin's seen my fish ID. It's pretty pathetic. <laughs> Bang on the tank, point. Hey, look, look over there. It's there's a really fish. fucking big, or it's kind of <laughs> tiny. No idea what it is. Let's keep swimming. I, you know, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like it. Don't touch the eels. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so everything's done through SSI. So we, we push everybody to do the traditional open water course. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have that classified diving as a fallback in case somebody can't complete it. We can at least certify them to be able to dive with a certified classified dive buddy. Um, and there's four stages of that, you know, depending on the severity of, of, of what their, uh, injuries or, or physical situation will mm -hmm. allow them to do okay so nick i think it might also be a good idea to talk about who can qualify to come down so yeah so warfighter scuba accepts any purple heart recipients um but we're also open to our nato friends as well because we're not the only ones that you know died and lost limbs out in iraq or afghanistan uh the only problem that we face with the foreign nations is they don't actually get any kind of 
Purple Heart. They only have medals for death in most cases. So um, it's it's interesting talking to you know some Brits and Canadians and stuff like that about what what. <laughs> You know, we geez, we think we have it bad as veterans. And granted, yes, the United States takes, you know, we're the world's police. We do most of the bullshit for the entire world, right? We're, we're the ones that are taking most of the abuse. But uh, good Lord, other countries don't do a damn thing for their veterans. You know, so it's, it's with how bad our VA is, um, and I'm not saying, Kevin, I'm not saying this as the organization. I'm saying this as private citizen Nick Powers, right? Um, we have to, we have to differentiate that because you can't say any partisan stuff. So, and I don't even think this, this should be partisan. The VA is just bad. Um, Mm. you know, other countries are worse and that's just shocking to me because they're so small, like they're so much smaller, you know, they have the, the socialist healthcare, like, and, and yet their veterans are treated worse than us. Like I, I I just, Mm. it's, it's crazy. So we opened up to that. That's kind of what makes us different. You know, everybody else only focuses on American veterans. Uh, when I was deployed and while I was contracting over in Iraq, you know, there were Swedes, there were Italians, there were Romanians, there were Brits, there were other Aussies. And um, I just don't think it's fair to limit it to just us when, when a lot of other countries have had, you know, their people give sacrifices as well. So even, so even though, like, the VA does do things for vets, there's still a, still a bit of an issue of representation for these guys uh yeah if if you want to call letting you know a double amputee have a staff infection repeatedly over and over and say eh, just come in in about a week if you call that doing something for for wounded veterans and yeah our va is fantastic um, oh that's the same guy too that they wanted to prove that his legs didn't grow back correct so you know I, that was probably one of my biggest motivators of starting warfighter scuba uh, and again, you know, going back to the statement of this is the first idea that I had that was good and not a total like <laughs> make you're an idiot. Um, I've always wanted to help vets because not just, you know, not just because I'm a vet. I, I see the bullshit because I'm a vet um, and it makes me sick. And, you know, I, I really I, I don't want to push too much on, on getting into that to where, you know, there could be a penalty from the IRS or anything. But uh, th- that's why I started this is the VA is a catastrophe from the inside out. And yes, there are veterans that have been taken care of wonderfully. And I, I know some, some are friends of mine and they're, they're shocked at what I tell them the VA puts me through. Or when I tell them about friends and what they've gone through and they're like, man, I don't understand. Cause the VA I go through is great. You know, I sat in a waiting room for 11 hours with a burst appendix in Phoenix, Arizona at the VA hospital, two people died. I had my wife go across the street and get me Wendy's because I got hungry and the pain went away. I had no idea my appendix burst. They finally did the CT scan and said, holy shit, you need to be in surgery, but we don't have any running water. Oh, what kind of a hospital doesn't have running water? This was in 2009. In Phoenix, in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona, the United States of America. And that's where the whistleblowing started about all the crap going on in the VA. So I was just lucky enough to be in the shittiest VA system, right? And uh, so that was my introduction to the VA. And uh, needless to say, they transferred me to another hospital, botched the surgery uh, twice, and then the VA slapped me with a $200,000 bill. And I was irate. I was cursing up and down and I, I talked to my mom and her husband and he's a retired Navy uh, veteran 
and he said, just send him this. And all it said was, my attorney will be in touch. Just send that. Just don't worry about it. Send that letter. Magically, six months later, hey, there's no problem. You don't owe any more money. So, you know, the VA system is, is atrocious. You know, the, mm-hmm. the amount of money that our tax dollars is wasted on that. In my eyes, they should privatize it. And we would probably save billions a year just in salaries alone of the people that literally do nothing in that, in that uh, mm-hmm. organization, mm-hmm. you know. But but this is what you deal with on a on a regular basis with the with the guys and gals. I'm assuming that are coming to you, you know, from from post military service that are dealing with the you know a, a VA type of a system. Correct. And they're just they're broken mentally, physically, and they need an escape. And Correct. This is what warfighter does. Correct. And you know and. You know, over the over the years, what 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 we offer seems to be, you know, there's other organizations out there that do similar things. Um, but from from the feedback that we have, you know, I always ask people, did you like it? Did you hate it? You know, be honest. And you're not going to hurt my feelings. You're only going to make us better. And and they all say that none of them ever would have thought that, like we were discussing earlier, going underwater would reset you mentally the way that it does, to where you you literally could be freaking out about everything possible and the second you go underwater and you take that first breath it's gone you're only focused on the present moment and what's in front of you you know and that's a skill that a lot of life coaches and therapists try and teach is focus on the present moment focus on the present moment there's no problems in the present moment and how can you do that you know you can't do that on a normal like when you're sitting here at work i got bills to pay i got taxes due i got this i got kids i got a you know i got appointments like you can never just focus on the present moment but scuba provides that to you as like a side effect um because you've like you were talking about earlier you got to worry about your air consumption you got to worry about uh, what mm-hmm. your maximum operating death might be you got to you know you got to plan your dives and then when you're down there i mean you're just kind of focused on maintaining that plan right um and it also translates back to like when you're in the military you're doing squad tactics squad movements and things like that you know a lot of times it's kind of funny you know, in a dive, like if, if it stays organized, sometimes they go into like a wedge pattern or a diamond pattern, like from a patrol. It's really funny when you get a group of grunts down. It just <laughs> like, I don't know. I look back and I just chuckle like, you guys are idiots. Look at you. <laughs> You're civilians now. Come on, get out yeah. of this. <laughs> you can't get that out of their head. That's right. In their blood now. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, you know, the, the VA, like I said, it's a 50-50 crapshoot. You know, there's vets that have mm-hmm. been taken care of, and there's there's a lot of vets that hate the system because it's completely broken. Um, and you know, the VA kind of did that to us um, in 2019. They put us in a newsletter and said, "Hey, look at this organization. You know, we're only two years old. It was my wife, my daughter, and myself. My daughter was our dive master. My wife's an assistant instructor, and me." And my wife films everything underwater. So it was the three of us. And the VA put us in their newsletter. We had 2,500 applications in 12 hours. 12 hours. Wow, no Amazing. kidding. Amazing. How, now, yeah. now how, are, how are things, uh, is, is there a wait list now to even get down to see you? Only working well, one, one month a month? That's when, or one week a month? Yeah, that's when we had to make a decision on um, qualifications. And that's when we implemented the Purple Heart. Because... There's just, there's just, there's no way we could help 2,500 people. I mean, it, it would have cost, I, I, I need a calculator, but you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars to get 2,500 people down here for a week. Um, and we had like 
five grand in the bank account when that happened. I mean, you know, it's, we never broke $50,000 for the first four years of our existence in, in fundraising. Um, and back then you're talking, you know, three, four grand a vet. Like it, it was, mm-hmm. I was crapping my pants. So we came up and said, okay, we have to reduce it to purple heart vets. And we still have a wait list of over 400 veterans. Wow. No kidding. And we're, we're so shipping what, uh, away, what, but we, you know, we, um, yeah, over 400 vets. Where are you guys at with the status of what are you doing for fundraising nowadays? Uh, fundraising, you know, Kevin has a, uh, on veterans day, 2022, he's got the, would you say veterans uh, clay sporting sporting clays clays. can't say skeet sorry um (laughs) and i guess totally two different things well just give me a target i'll shoot it i don't know i've (laughs) i've never actually shot clays before so i don't know um kevin's doing that it's actually the second annual you know he did his inaugural right when he came on the board last year that was his first fundraiser so this is going to be the second annual uh veterans day clays up at the Michigan Shooting Center, so that's that's uh, that's going to be awesome, and that's again on Veterans Day this year. Um, we were at Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in August, and uh, we we managed to raise uh, about thirty thousand dollars from there. That was fantastic. Wow. Um, we have some private funders that that are very generous givers that don't want to be named um, that that donate quite a lot of money now that they see the progress and they see the growth. They all have uh, property and things like that here in Roatan. That's how we met. Um, so that's kind of cool to see. Um, and then, you know, we have our, our, our monthly donors and just general, general donors and, and merchandise people that buy to support the organization. And, um, you know, to be honest, we need more of that. It's, it's you know, it's not necessarily these big, do- these big funding items that are, are what keep us alive. It's, you know, if, if let's say, you know, 15,000 people hear this podcast and 15,000 people donated a hundred bucks, that's going to fund more money than, than, than we've ever received before, you know? So we're, we're trying to build that kind of a family of, of, uh, supporters, you know, the, the five, 10, 15, $20 a month supports that, that, you know, that people can do. And without trying to sound like a Sarah McLaughlin or, or, or anything like that commercial, you know, for, for just a cup of coffee a day or the cost of a cup of coffee a day, you know, <laughs> but, really, but we can, you know, we're not above it. That, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's what we need. Um, and, and I know the economy is going to shit. I, I understand that, the, that right now is, is hard on everybody and it was with COVID, but you know, there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We'll all get through it. Um, and any support, well, you know, if it's a dollar, it, it goes to the veterans and it helps. So, um, that's kind of where we're trying to push. Uh, and I've got to, I've got to really bust my ass on the marketing side to try and get more advertising and, and networking out there for people to understand that they can do that. Uh, and you can do that directly on our website, you know, warfighterscuba.org forward slash donate. You can set up, sign up for a monthly gift. Um, it's all tax deductible. We are a 501c3. Um, but the thing that, that kind of chaps my ass going back to the VA causing this problem um, actually, I shouldn't say problem, causing this opportunity to help a lot of people. Um, they have denied us for their adaptive sports grant each year and said that they, we don't have enough support from the VA. So they put us in their newsletter. They created 2,500 veterans who were eager and wanting to come experience this, and then they won't even give a single cent to fund any of it. Um, we actually had a, we paid for a professional grant writing firm to do the application this year and they still denied us. And it would, it's interesting to find out that cities are actually getting approved for these grants. And I'm, I'm really curious as to why a city is getting a grant 
from the Veterans Affairs Office for adaptive sports. You know, um, it makes no sense to me. So there, there's, there's a whole lot of things going on um, with this, you know, I, th- I think they had like $15 million available this year for grant money. Um, why that's going back to cities that, that have tax revenue coming in that, that, that they could create their own programs from makes no sense to me. Um, so that's what we're fighting. And, uh, you know, on top of trying to show the scuba industry, you know, what these guys and gals can do, because I've had a lot of pushback from the scuba industry on what, what I'm doing is dangerous and it's stupid and, and it's, uh, I'm going to get people killed. You know, we're trying to break so many barriers and so many boundaries of what can be done. Um, and it seems like we're just getting fought at every angle. So you got the VA who creates, you know, 2,500 hopeful individuals and then shits on their chest. And then, you know, we have the scuba industry here where I, I have conversations with divers here. Why, why are you certifying them? You know, uh, case in point, Kevin Ryan, who's now on our board of directors. He is phenomenal in the water. And he's got his amp fins now, a company called Ampfin. If you haven't heard of them, check them out. They make custom fins that connect direct to um, stump sockets. So he hasn't worn a socket in like 12 years. And he's now got sockets with fins, so he doesn't have to use the web gloves anymore. He did every single open water skill without any problems. And he went through his advanced without any problems. He went to a dive center in Kansas because he wanted to do some more stuff. And the dive center said, no, I don't believe that that certification is real. There's no way you could have done that because he has no legs. This is the shit in the scuba industry that I, I hear about all the time. All the time. You know, I, right, right. I was on, An industry that doesn't even teach somebody really how to swim underwater just tells them to, to buy a more expensive fin. Yeah. Don't, yeah. And listen, SSI has been great on that. Um, they've supported us from day one. Uh, you know, they, they, they see the potential in what we're doing, but I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, it's, it's a constant sales push with all these agencies of, oh, you know, you just get them in and you sell them, you know, the most expensive scuba pro, you know, BCD and the atomic regulators. And they walk out with $5,000 in, in, in debt. And, mm. you know, they, they, what, you, there's no neutral buoyancy. There's no, there's no, uh, swimming without the hands. You know what I mean? Like it takes time. And, and a lot of these places, you know, I, I, I have very limited time and interaction with, with the guys and gals that come down. I get seven days. I get seven days to do as much work as we possibly can. And that's what we do. We're in the water all day, every day. And in the beginning, you know, yeah, they're fluttering with their hands, but Kevin's seen it. You know, I'm teaching them the frog kick. Hey, stop using your hands. You know, you get to that neutral buoyancy. And uh, by the end of the week, they're fantastic. Um, you know, we have veterans that come back every year. They pay their own way to come back and join up with a group of new uh, veterans and, you know, continue that, um, the dive training. And it, it's really cool. Oh, that's, that's great to hear. Yeah, yeah. So, so, when, uh, so when you do like the like a comeback trip and they pay their own way. Like, like how are you limited to the number of people that can show up we, to this? Uh, we limit it this week that you have. Sorry. We, yeah, we, so we limit, it's like fire team size. So four, four to one is, is what, you know, eight to one is the professional standard that you're allowed to teach. Um, and then you can go up from there with, you know, each dive master can add like two students or whatever. Um, but I try to keep it small because small means intimate. Intimate means, Throughout the entire week, you're getting to know each other like you did in your fire teams. You know, we're swapping stories. We're, we're reliving the injuries. We're reliving the good times. We're reliving the bad times. We're doing it in a productive atmosphere. 
Uh, now, like I said, we've got this group of eight coming. That's because Johan, um, I'm going to name drop on, on him for this one. He hates this, uh, but he can kiss my ass. I love him to death. He was with SEAL Team 6, and he's a fantastic individual. Uh, he's coming down. He, him and Adam, like Kevin was talking about, there are two new instructors. They've passed their ITC, when was it, June, April yeah, June. this year? Um, so I'm really pushing them to start you know, stepping up and doing more of the coursework. So with that, I'll take four, and he's going to take four. Um, and you know, we, we keep it broken down into smaller groups like that. You can actually do more. Uh, I, I, so you, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, so, so it sounds like if, as, as you continue to grow, the focus is to get some more leaders, some more instructors. And if, if that grows and then that, that grassroots funding grows, you can have more Correct. participants showing up because you have more instructors, you've got more money to cover it. Exactly. Cause it ain't, I mean, just, just like if, uh, you know, I want to take my wife down to Roatan for for a week that's not a cheap little trip no no no, airfare and hotel and diving and food i mean that that's a that's a hefty chunk and to provide that to these guys completely free of charge for for them and for their service to come down and have it taken care of that's a big burden on your guys yeah yeah no i mean you know you think about it it it, we had equated it to be somewhere around three thousand (laughs) dollars per person just to get them down and that's you know well, that's, that's even at our cost. Like that's not what right. a normal person would pay because mm-hmm. we're not paying shit for the hotel. Right. right. That's getting a discount from the hotel. Yeah. It's getting a discount from the dive boat. Yeah. Not paying full price for nitrox fill. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a lot going on to get it to that yeah. price. I mean, you're talking still, for one person. You're talking six grand easy for a week down here. You know, with courses because they typically knock out three courses. Just that right. alone is is anywhere from you know eight hundred to fifteen hundred bucks depending on what courses they do. So it, it, it yeah it's it's a significant burden, but, but with the relationships we built down here, we're, we can do it cheaper than literally anywhere in the United States. And you know that was one of the conversations we had with the VA. Like oh, you could you could probably cut the cost per veteran in half if you did it in Florida. I said, you obviously have no fucking idea how expensive scuba is in Florida. Like, you keep showing your ass on what you don't know because, no, right. you're insane. Do you, I, I priced out. We were going <laughs> to I, 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 – we didn't do it because it, it was insane. But I priced out. We were going to do a week in, in Key West – or Key Largo, excuse me, just to charter the boat. Just the boat for a half day was like 1200 bucks. Yeah, I, I was having this exact same conversation with a, with a guy literally this afternoon about, you know, uh, taking his granddaughter that's getting certified, you know, to the Keys. Or he, he mentioned, you know, the Caribbean. And then we were debating back and forth of what was the best yeah. best deal. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's much less airfare to get down there. But once you're down, I mean, the Keys is not a cheap trip. No, not at all. That's not hotel. <laughs> no. That's not food, you know. I, right, it's insane right. uh, you know airfare airfare to Roatan sucks it's getting better more airlines are starting to fly more often and you know competition obviously brings prices down but it is one of the most expensive places to fly to in the Caribbean unfortunately however once you get here that cost is significantly um, like kneecapped because everything else is so cheap here I don't know if, if you if you want to come down here come and, and and it's worth the money by far. It, 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 the, our reef system is super healthy. Uh, it's it's only like six hours to get here. Um, 
and the reef is only a hundred yards offshore all the way around, all the way around the island. So it's like a five minute boat ride. Um, you know, mostly the other Caribbean, you're on boat rides forever trying to get out to the reef. So I, you know, it's worth the money to me and that, and that's what I'm trying to push. And also, that's also what I, I warn every veteran that comes down and say, look, I hate to break it to you, but you're learning in like one of the top five dive destinations in the world. Do not compare anywhere else that you go to here or you will be disappointed. This is not, this is not Lake Pleasant. Right. So I had, I had two guys, two, two army vets that uh, they met on a, a trip here. Like six months later, they decided they wanted to do their advanced open water. So they went to Massachusetts together. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin, a little, yeah, big, big, a little different. Big difference. So yeah. they're texting me the whole time. They're like, "Holy shit, man, you weren't lying." Like Roatan is totally different. I'm like, "This is uh, this is not my same three millimeter right. wetsuit no. environment." They were man. in the semi dry, like, I, and I, you know, I tell Kevin and Adam all the time, I'm I'm such a pussy when it comes to cold. Like, if whenever I come up to Gilboa, I'm only doing it in a dry suit. I don't care if it's the middle of the summer. I will not do it in a seven mil. Oh, you and me both, dude. Yeah. That's that's I, I, wetsuits. I, I had a friend I learned from a long time ago. He told me that wetsuits are for savages. Yeah. Hey, gentle, I, grown, ev- evolved gentlemen wear dry suits. <laughs> and uh, you know, wet wetsuits. There's no business wearing a wetsuit anywhere north of Key Largo. In my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did it. Well, I'm also, you know. More insulated than I was gonna say. Nick you is. keep on your workout regimen. You're not gonna be able to do it in a three mil much. Right. Longer. The silver. Yeah. The silver fox is toasty warm. <laughs> yeah. I, I did it in a three. I did it in a three. We partnered with uh, the Warrior Bonfire Program and Warfighter Scuba. And Adam was uh, down there, and I I did it. I did it. I took my dry suit, and of course, my right arm was no longer a you know completely just saturated for whatever reason and i did it in the three and then i did it in the five i rotated between them let them dry in between the days water temp at rotan is 85 yeah Yeah, pretty nice and it's it's 85 at 120 feet as well it does not change and the funniest thing is seeing them wear three millimeter wetsuits while they're diving in 85 degree weather, it gets cold, man. Four dives oh, a day. Oh, I'd be in a, I'd be in a three mil minimum three mil. <laughs> well, we are. Hey, you're hey, not hey, insulated Nick, like I am, so we are. I, uh, I got, uh, hey, you know me, Kevin. It's either it's either budgie smuggler or yeah. three mil wetsuit. One and, or two. I'm not, and I have the photos to prove that. Yes. <laughs> I think you hey, sent Nick, me one I've of those. Hey, Nick, I've got a question. I've got a question that I, I ask, like like when we do interviews with people, this is one of my favorite questions to ask people. Like you've been doing this stuff in Roatan for a number of years now. You kind of really grew up with your dive in there. But uh, one of the questions I like to ask is, you know, we all have strengths and weaknesses oh God. that make us who we are. And like what part of your dive, and even though you're like, you know, I know a lot of these guys look up to you down there, like you're a bit of a, a leader and a guru to them, and like you're getting them through a lot of serious shit. And, uh, but truth be told, we all have things that we're good at. We all have, all have things that we're not good at. You know, what part of diving, you know, just so that like these guys could hear this later on and know that like you're, you're, you're not a superhero, you're just a normal guy that, you know, you know, get suited up the same way they do for the most part, you know, uh, that, that's not your strong part. The part that makes you still just as human as anybody else that like when you get in the water, 
you you got to focus on, you got to think about, and you got to make sure you're doing the right thing. So probably to go back and totally crap all over what I was saying about you can't bring anything underwater with you. <laughs> um, you know, it's, I, that's a hard one to beat. I haven't had a fun dive in seven years, six years. Because um, you're always working. Correct. And and by working, I'm the one that's stressing out about like, okay, are these two guys with no legs okay right now? And you know, we're going to head over here. Is the current too strong for them? Or, you know, where's the boat? You know, it's, it's constant issues of, okay, if they have a problem right now, we have to do this. Or that's my, I guess, probably my biggest weakness is I can't, I can't turn off and just enjoy at times, even though I know that I'm not supposed to do that. Um, But it really kicks my ass. Like it, 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 it stresses me out significantly. Well, as well it should because you're working. Like that's yeah, uh, but I, but like that's Kevin, what I was saying a Kevin little bit earlier about the you know the the that dive master role. I mean, there's different levels of that. You know, of yeah. pointing out the fish and doing what you're doing. You know, when you're working in an adaptive role like that, you. I mean, it's one thing to be solo diving and have to be focused on like what you're doing. This is like exponential because not only are yeah. Nobody's going to take care of you because they're already, you know, brand new. They're already working with disabilities. Like they're not in a place of, of comfort and awareness to be taking care of you. So you have all that burden on yourself plus taking care of them. There's a lot going on. That's not fun diving. That's right. work diving. But, you know, it, it goes it goes beyond like when the dive's over. I'm still stressed about it. You know what I mean? Like and Kevin's seen that. Kevin has seen my inability to deal you can see it on my face and i and i'm working on it i i really am but that if if the smallest thing like and i'm i'm talking smallest thing goes wrong on a dive i'm a fucking asshole like later <laughs> and kevin will pull me aside like hey dude why are you being such a dick oh well you know joe was well were you there you were there for that right kevin when i got yeah. joe's ass joe was I don't know. There's a miscommunication. I had to apologize because it was totally my fault. But I was so stressed out about timing for the boat that I I ripped into Joe's ass, you know, right in front of everybody. It was completely unprofessional. And uh, you know, Kevin pulled me aside. He's like, you know, why'd you do that? I'm like, well, I well, I had to, I had to I had to wait like at least two hours to talk to Nick <laughs> about it though. Like let's like, let, let's be. And let's be, you know, let's get the facts out here. Well, okay, until, but, wait, wait, till you were like, till you're like standing on a milk crate to get to get up a couple inches higher. Like, no, no, no. Just, <laughs> waiting for my my. I don't well, know. Well, I can tell wife, he, I, he's angry. Like, I can see yeah. Joe's angry, and Joe's like, you know, Joe is like the most emotionless person. <laughs> you never see him crack a smile. You never see him. You know, uh, he he'll crack a smile, but it's not like you can get him riled up, or you can't like he's a tough read because he's just so deadpan all the time. Yeah. And 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 when I saw like the slightest furrowed brow, I was like, I was sitting next to him when he said <laughs> it. I will talk to him about it. You're not in the wrong. Just relax. You know. And then you know, two hours later, I had to say something. You know, or when I when Nick was, I could catch him off guard when he was busy doing five other things. My and be like, hey. Ma- Hey man, you were wrong about that. I'm gonna walk over here now. Bye. My wife, my wife calls it Marine Nick. When Marine Nick comes out, <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm like a drill instructor, and it's just the knife hand comes out, and that's my biggest weakness. Is you know, 
I I take the smallest things way too hard. <laughs> I can't exactly. And yeah, and then you know it comes out, and yeah, Joe had every right to tell me to go fuck myself when I when I when, I, when that happened. But to give Joe credit, you know, he was very tactful, and he just stared at me like he was going to slit my throat later. And um, you know, we we're having hamburgers, and Kevin walks up, and he's like, "You know, you were wrong, right?" And I I was like, "I'm not wrong." I started reading the text like fuck and i walked right over to joe and i gave him a hug and i said i'm sorry <laughs> you know I, you know and, and kevin's great at that kevin kevin is the civilian that can read the type a personalities from the military because he's pretty type a himself let's let's not clown around and think kevin's just a big cute cuddly bear no no let's uh, make that very clear yeah. <laughs> and uh you know but he he's has that ability to like call it out you know and do it in a way that I don't want to rip Kevin's head off for it. You know, like, ah, shit, you're right. Like, I'll go apologize, you know. But that that's my biggest weakness, I think, is, you know, anything small that happens on a dive, I take it way too hard because I want everything to be perfect. And when it's not perfect, I, I don't know, I explode. So... I think there's a lot of just like the basic open water divers that, that face that same struggle on a, on a dive, especially the ones that are looking to move forward with, with it that they really find a passion to it so i don't, I don't think that's uncommon at yeah all. no and it's it's good i mean because i don't deal with a lot of like i guess normal open water divers right you know i'm not i'm not running courses for, for i'm not running paid courses for civilians you know it's i get a lot of people that are, are you know they've been through hell you know <laughs> they've been blown up or they've been shot you know and and then they come down here and they're terrified and it's it's kind of funny to me you know like in a way of like, what are you afraid of? You know, you've been shot, you've, you've been blown up, you've lost your legs, you've lost your arm, you've, you know, what are you afraid of? Like, oh man, the ocean. Have you ever seen a more right. eel? Have you ever seen a more right. eel? The ocean, it's got teeth. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, and none of those teeth are going to touch you, man. Like, just, you know, chill, you know? And then at the end of the week, they're like, that's awesome. I've hated the ocean. I've never even wanted to get in it my whole life. You've changed that. I love it now, you know? And, you know, so it's, it's funny. So if that's something that's similar to, like, the civilian side, you know, but I don't know. I, it's, I'm clueless on that. The only civilians I've had are, like, you know, Kevin's kids or veterans when they bring their children back, which I love. You know, it, it makes me remember when my dad, you know, got me certified when I was 12, you know, when him and I went and got certified. It's, it's, it makes me feel like I'm with my dad again. You know, he's not dead or anything. I'm not... Don't take it like that, but you know he can't dive anymore. So it's it's a good memory for me when I have you know the ability to teach kids because they actually listen too. That's that's a nice thing. Um, yeah, and my yeah, kids yeah. my kids might not listen to me, but they'll listen to you. And when you pair up yeah. Bur- Burke doing a uh, doing his rescue course with a two hundred sixty pound like just meat wad that that is uh, hilarious, and you know that's his rescue guy that he's got to go pull off the bottom you know <laughs> just just don't ask uh kevin's kids to drink water because they won't yeah yeah no it was just one of them that's the same one we're picking on burke again lila and evan were fine with the water but burke was like yeah i'm drinking enough i'm drinking coke burke went down <laughs> with a uh, heat stroke yep while he was down here in Rotan. actually had to perform a rescue i asked ssi if that counted for anything they said no yeah he missed the sloth farm that day so nick you know last couple of years still struggling you know uh 
money wise need more you know of that funding but it, it sounds like overall war fighters doing better pretty damn good yeah. growing uh gaining a, a, a lot of respect out there in the community um this is a two-part question for you what would you say number one is the biggest contributor to sh- to your success at warfighter scuba and, and then also for everybody I'd, I'd like to know like what is the biggest struggle that you still face out there moving forward so i i from the outside being not with the organization except for a year and a half almost two years uh, i think it's yeah where, wherever it's at I, I you know i have i have my perception of this answer and i want to answer that too um i think one of the biggest contributors to the success of the organization is the family aspect of it um everybody that comes down is welcomed everybody that that you know treats everybody else right is more than welcome to come back. They can pay their way. They can jump on a boat. They can dive anytime with the other veterans that are down there. There's a sense of community down there where, you know, you get to know the the tanqueros. You get to know the, the restaurant owners. I mean, I'm friends with some of the restaurant owners on Facebook. And we message back and forth. If I cook a nice steak that looks, you know, halfway as decent as theirs, I'll be like, I'm trying to get to your, you know, I'm trying to get to your tomahawk level. But, you know, the, the, the family aspect of it, there's just keep it there's a draw there's a real draw there that that people are welcome people have a sense of community and people continually you know want to keep going and i think the second answer to that the other the you know the the twofold is the absolute passion that that nick and everybody that comes through it and and the the passion is infectious if you think about it um you know i take vacation time to go down there pay my own way just to volunteer and work with the veterans. And you've got guys that have gone through the program and you've got three guys that have been, you know, basically through the program that have either joined the board or four, uh, when you talk about Connie as well, you know, we've, you've got people that come through that it makes such a positive impact. They see the passion, they see what it does for them. They join the board. They end up doing their own fundraisers. They end up becoming instructors. They end up, you know, continuing, the growth of the organization and that's that's the heartbeat is is that family and that passion that um from my perspective is is you know where that comes into play and i and I, you know i didn't mean to interject but from from an outside looking in i wasn't there at the inception i wasn't there through when the island was shut down and nobody could come and the, basically everything was put on standstill but from from what i have seen that's that's where it's coming from you know, not, what do you say, Nick? Not to talk about Kevin, you know, not being Type A or anything, and just interjecting himself into the question. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I was going to say, shouldn't you ask for permission first? You son of a bitch. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, I agree. I mean, the family atmosphere is something I try to, I, I try my hardest to present because I don't want to ever, ever come across like a wounded warrior project, ever. And, you know, here's your T-shirt, have a nice life, go fuck yourself. Um, I never want to be labeled like these large organizations that do that on a daily basis. You know, yeah, they might help some vets, but it's the ones that they can get the best PR out of, you know. Um, And that's something that a lot of vets who have gone through some of these large organizations and been taken care of by them have said specifically, man, this feels so good. Like you want me here. You don't just want me here for photos. You don't just want me here 
you know, you want me here to help me. And, and that's, I think, what Kevin was saying. It's like, yeah, and I want you to come back. And I want to push you to, you know, let's do your dive master. Let's do your instructor. Let's get you a job somewhere around the world. You know, travel the world and just say, fuck it. Like, go enjoy your life. You've sacrificed so much. So why not enjoy, you know, 78% of the planet that you haven't seen before? And um, I think that is our greatest strength because that's what then they go tell their buddies they got hurt, you know, hurt with. They apply and then they come down as like an ambassador with them. And they get to help them through the whole process of that, you know, open water nervousness of, oh, my God, like, I got to take my mask off. I've never done that before. How am I going to breathe? How does how do you clear it? You know, I got to take the regulator out of my mouth, too. Like, what is this? And yet, you know, you've got your buddy that you got wounded with that comes down here with you and says, dude, you got it. Like, this is nothing, you know, so it's a family environment. Um, What was your second question, though? I totally forgot. The the second part of that was like, yeah, so the the family aspect and and how you're really committed to each one of these guys and gals, each one of these veterans individually for their improvement like i clearly see that's that's a, a key contributor to the the success of warfighter scuba what also then is like the one of the biggest struggles so, that you guys still are facing so the, i mean literally the, the the biggest struggle we're facing is just monetarily uh you know we we have we have the ability to help up to 2500 people right now if we had the money um, but you know, that's everybody's biggest struggle, right? It's not like, you know, we're the only ones who are like, Oh God, we, we don't have enough money. I mean, <laughs> personally, I could say that I'm sure most of us in this room can say the same thing. You know, we wish we had more money. So that is our biggest limitation on what we can do and what we can accomplish. But like what Kevin was saying, you know, during COVID it sucked. Like I was watching everything. We had a can't, we were ramping up to have our biggest year. We're going to help 30 veterans. You know, it was going to be amazing. And then here comes COVID and lockdowns and they went full idiot down here. I couldn't leave my house once every three weeks. It was insane. Um, and you know, I had to make all those phone calls. Sorry. Hopefully when the lockdowns are lifted, we have money and we can bring it down. You know, I, and we, we have no overhead, you know, so we, we made it through. And then this last year is, A, the first year we've ever raised over $100,000. And B, we're on track to help almost 50 veterans this year. 50. So we went from COVID, where 2020 we were going to help 30, and literally helped none. <laughs> and then 2021, it was, all right, we're back. You know, and our first, our first veteran was Johan. And he came to do his dive master. And then, you know, he wants to, he just wanted to be a dive master. And then he started asking about instructor. Then we had some, uh, some other veterans come in. And we slowly started trickling back in and back in and back in. But because of COVID, I realized we needed to expand like we were talking about earlier. We need to have that support structure back in the States to where if, God forbid, they ever go into stupid lockdowns again, I can send people. To Texas, I can send people to Florida. I can send people to Gilboa. Yeah, I can yeah. send people to still dive, and they're not stuck going. Oh, I wonder if I'm ever going to get to do this. So we've made some progression there, but that's also opened up the networking. We're, we're on our largest year of help, and I am freaking stoked that you know if we hit fifty, and I'm thinking we're going to. Uh, I, I can't ask for a better comeback story than that. I mean, from going you know every day going well, I don't think Warfighter Scuba is going to exist anymore. 
to we just almost doubled what we thought our biggest year was going to be during COVID. Yeah, we added two instructors. We have two new board members in the last couple of years. I mean, it's it's you know we're who are both prior uh, right. participants of the organization. Like oh, Kevin yeah, said, fantastic nice. man. Yeah, nice. Well, looking back uh, on everything that you guys have have accomplished so far, is there something you would have changed along the way? Uh, you know, hindsight, being able to do it all over again. If he could have redone it, is there something you would have done differently? Right off the bat, I wouldn't have tried to file the 501c3 paperwork by myself. That would have saved me six months of Oh, of I can hell. imagine that. Um, but I don't know if I would change anything, to be honest with you. Um, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, I was not mentally capable to start this any sooner. You know, because of my alcoholism, because of my my anger, my PTSD, and nobody would have taken me seriously. Um, so you know, if I if I could have started it sooner, wouldn't have worked out. It would have failed. We've met the right people because of that same patience. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of people reach out wanting to be instructors for us, and they're already instructors. And you know, they they might be wonderful instructors, but after kind of meeting them and seeing their personal lives, I couldn't trust them with the veterans. Uh, because a lot of people think that these trips are just party central and it, you know it's it it really is therapy it's it's not it's not just diving you know the diving is the the diving is fantastic and it helps you free up your mind to be able to have these conversations that really help break through barriers of of trauma that people are holding on to um, and it takes a certain person that can be able to do that you know what i mean where you can be an instructor but you also have that combat experience to understand what people went through on the traumatic side of, of whether they got injured or, you know, talking about friends that they lost or things like that. And it's just, I was, I guess maybe if we could have found people faster that way, it might've changed something different in 2020. But, you know, I, I'm very picky when it comes to that. Um, because I want to make, it sounds like that might, that might've helped, but it wouldn't, you wouldn't have changed it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would have because if I would have changed it, I wouldn't have met the guys that we have now. And the guys that we have now are, are practically perfect. You know what I mean? Um, because it's organic. I'm, I'm, well, and, and that's a double-edged sword. I'm a big believer in organic relationships. And as a nonprofit, that's an easy way to sink yourself because you're not constantly out there with the freaking panhandle going, please, can you give me some money? It's, you know, hi, my name's Nick Powers. That's it. You know, there's no, hi, my name's Nick Powers. I'm the president of Warfighter Scuba. We help, you know, wounded veterans. Can you please donate? And I understand that that's probably a failure on my part, but I'm a big believer in that the organic relationships will pay out tenfold over, you know, the next decade than me just going straight at your throats and saying, hey, I need your money. Um, but the board has, you know, new plans for me. Um, and And that's... <laughs> I guess one of these changes that, that you know, if, if I could have had a board that I have now, if I, if I could have changed it that two years ago, I think, I think we would be way ahead of where we are now, um, if that makes sense. I, I have a board of directors now who gives a shit and who pushes themselves to be better and who pushes the organization to do the best that it can for our veterans. 
two years ago, they were kind of name name fillers, you know, of of friends of friends just to fill a slot so we can legally run. And, you know, there was no there was no organic relationship there other than I deployed to Iraq with them or, you know, they're, they're a buddy of a buddy that I contracted with kind of thing that was okay with being on the board of directors. So now that we're actually growing and getting these, these board of directors that have a seat and have, have that seat and, and do their job, if, if I could have changed that, that's probably the one thing. That would be the one thing I would have changed if I could go back and do it again, is be more, yeah, more I don't know. I don't know what the word is. But well, it's, it, it seems like like before you just needed somebody to fill a position. Now, like you've grown enough where you can get like the right person to really fill Correct. the position that that fills like your guys's credo, Correct. your guys's belief, that family structure of having been there, done that, and know it. It's not just I'm a scuba instructor, but hey, at the end of the day, we're, we're going to sit around and talk now that now that you've like you, you, the, the weight on your spirit has been lifted. We're going to just you know, shoot the shit yeah. later on this afternoon and we can all really touch the therapy that we really need to touch, which is why we're really here to begin right. with. Uh, you know, scuba was just the thing that got it started. It, yeah, scuba is like the, the starting point, man, because it clears your head out to be comfortable with the people around you to say that. You know, Kevin told me at the, after that, that bonfire thing, he, he got to sit in and listen to some, some really heartwarming stuff. And, you know, for a civilian who has no idea what the hell we go through, you know, and I'm not saying I've been in any crazy firefights or anything. I've been shot at, rocketed, mortared. I've never been in like a fucking two hour tick or anything like that, but I have a lot of friends who have, and you know, even being able to talk to them about it, it's a huge thing. So for having somebody like Kevin who has the passion to help these guys and gals who has no idea about any of that, when he gets to sit in and they trust him enough to now have those conversations in front of him, I think that's pretty cool. And, you know, Kevin's learning how to deal with all the acronyms that we use and, and all the other things of, you know, that come up in those conversations. It's pretty funny. You know, he's like, he's like a little kid in the corner. He's like, okay, uh, what is, uh, what, what does EAS mean? <laughs> or what is, what is, Kevin, what is the uh, green Kevin, mean? you are foobard. <laughs> Kevin, you're foobard. Yeah, I want you to know that. Yeah, no, that, that, that was uh, the most common reference to me at the beginning for sure. So Nick, let me ask you. Yes, sir. How do you determine what's next? <laughs> like, um, like you, you've been rocking this a while. There's a lot of people could say, you know, been there, done that with this too. This is another, just another dive. Um, what, what is it that keeps you motivated and focused on, on this community? And, and what's next for you guys? Growth. I want to get, I want to get other locations just like we have Rotan. You know, I want to, I want to be able to send guys to Thailand. I want to be able to send guys and gals to uh, uh, the Great the Lakes, Lake Pleasant, Lake Pleasant. Yeah, we could go to Lake Pleasant. And, you know, we could we could actually really do some search and recovery stuff. Um, I wouldn't have to game it like I do here. Like, hey, when we go underwater, you're going to see it, but still show me the search patterns, please. Um, no, I you know I, I want to have locations all across the globe, and then I want to create that family to where you can just bounce around. And, you know, where do you want to do your course? Where do you, you know, where do you want to do the therapy? Do you want to come to Roatan? Do you want to go to Thailand? Do you want to go to, what is that freaking place? Gilboa. Um, do you want to go to, well, we're doing Gilboa already. That's I part of the know. growth. 
Um, we're going to have the quarry down in Dallas with Joe now as well, playing team. So that's, that's what's next for us is growth because with growth, we're going to be able to help more people and we're going to be able yeah, to get more and, people. And that, more and like if somebody's got, and if somebody's got something that really, you know, hits them, you know, mentally and emotionally that says, I need to do this at Lake Pleasant versus Roatan, you know, or or, or somewhere else in the world. Sick and when you individual, <laughs> <laughs> they're out there. But but yeah, like I, I get it. Like if there's other places throughout the world that's going to be a bigger impact, you know, for them, you know, emotionally to to do it in a different location. That that's that sounds like a wonderful goal. Well, to and, and to and, keep and, them doing it, you know what I mean. I I don't yeah. want this to be a one and done, and that's. Unfortunately, with scuba, we all know how expensive it is. So, you know, if we can have our own locations where we can help keep those costs down to where we can keep that repetition coming, we can keep them invested in themselves in the diving community. I think that's that's what's next. Yeah, community first. I'm with you, man. Well, hey, listen, where can can the listeners of uh, the Great Dive podcast go? To get some more information, like what uh, what do, what do they do? What do they do next? Kevin, you were chomping at the bit there on that last question. You want to take this one? Yeah, no. I mean, there's some great gear, some great information about the mission, and some great video links. I, I would go to warfighterscuba.org, and uh, first thing that you do to open up the rest of the access to the page is you click on the red button that says donate, and then. Um, you know, you can, uh, you know, make a monthly contribution, make a one-time contribution, uh, but check out the, uh, the merchandise is, is, is great. And we're constantly adding some to great it. t-shirts. Yeah. And, um, we're going to be, we're, you know, we're going to be trying to do as many events as we can, but, um, you know, check out the website, check out, uh, the YouTube channels. It's really, it was really impactful for me to, you know, take a look at the videos, go to the YouTube channel and see like what it did for people. And there are three to five minute videos, six minute videos to see what they go through, what they experience. And that was, you know, that was a selling point for me. I mean, I, you know, I'll admit there are a couple that kind of, you know, once I saw some of the impact that, you know, would tear you up a bit about, you know, just opening a path to vacations to, you know, thinking like, oh, I never wanted to do anything Caribbean. My wife wants to go to the Caribbean. Now I'm dragging her along and she's happy about it. So I think, um, you know, just check us out, take a look at, at, at what the mission is and what we're trying to accomplish and what impact we're trying to make and share it. Um, Tell your buddies, tell, uh, tell your folks, you know, if you have something at work that is like on Giving Tuesday, a lot of people have Giving Tuesdays, put, put us on the list for that because, you know, with, with the company that I work for, if I, uh, make a contribution, there's, there's a match to it. So it's, you can sometimes through work or Giving Tuesday, double the impact that you can make. If you were thinking of giving a hundred dollars, well, it might be 200 and if, you know, a thousand people give a uh, hundred dollars in their companies, you know, add a hundred dollars on or whatever the, the, the match for giving Tuesday coming up here in November, um, you know, can be that impact just gets more and more people down. Yeah. Cause, uh, you were saying earlier, Nick, right? Like mm-hmm. you're looking at like 50 veterans for this year, Yeah, but, but ultimately you've got the potential as of you right now doing two, 250, if you guys had the money. 
Oh yeah, we would be able to do whatever. What I mean, whatever we could afford, right? I mean, if 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 we got two hundred grand, I mean, you're you're talking roughly ninety vets right there. So you know, and that and they get to keep you know. So we we buy their mass fins and snorkel. They get to go home and keep that. And if we get more money, that's going to include BCD and regs as as soon as we can afford that for each veteran. Um, we're trying to literally do everything for them to make it. As, as no cheap. barriers right there's nothing stopping them from going on a next trip whether it's with us or with their spouses and, and or or anybody right. yeah and that's anybody that's anywhere thing we push you know if it for for veterans who are married i always push them to bring their spouses and the only requirement is that spouses have to do the scuba with them because they're learning a skill set together that they can take anywhere in the world that's only going to grow them closer and they're learning nonverbal communication, which I think most therapists say is one of the biggest reasons in marriages that you know people start fighting is your Besides nonverbal communication sucks. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you know we we push that family atmosphere, and you know if we could raise two hundred grand, yeah, we could we could. I I, I mean I, I would have to do the math for Marines MCI, but I'm pretty sure at about twenty five hundred dollars a vet. Um, that's roughly ninety ish, maybe yeah, eighty. Twenty two hundred twenty two dollars a person, I believe. Let me see here. Twenty two twenty two spot twenty two. Yeah. What? Two hundred grand at ninety is twenty two twenty two spot twenty two. Ah, okay. You're doing your number thing. I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> so yeah, so I was close. I mean, that's pretty good for a first guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more money we get, the more people we help. End of story. It, it doesn't go to any of our pockets. Nobody on the board's taking any money. I'm not taking any money. None of our instructors are taking. Everything's volunteer. Like everything goes towards mission. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. It, it's it's like a real down to earth grassroots organization. You don't have like a whole entire C suite. Uh, of people making millions of dollars and and throwing a couple of extra laying around dollars to a couple of veterans. I mean, this right. literally all goes to them. It's pretty pretty awesome. Man. Gonna, I'm yeah. really uh, really thankful to be here tonight, Nick. Yeah, I appreciate it. And we're going to continue that as long as this organization exists. I mean, I, that's that's our number one goal. Awesome. Well, hey, um, as a little uh, like a wrap up closeout. Um, you know, typically, Nick, you know, when Brando and I do our show, we we always do the signing of the logbooks. Okay. You know, so we, we, we sign go. each other's logbooks. It's kind of like a fun little tradition. Yeah. So I think it would be good for like, uh, I don't know, should uh, should we sign each other's logbooks? Instead of you and I, Brando, signing each other, should we sign uh, Nick's logbook, Nick and Kevin's logbook? Sure. Are you, are you talking like physical dive logbook? Metaphorically uh, like our, signing a, a yeah, logbook. Yeah, metaphorically, our <laughs> logbook signing, Nick, has been described as like writing love letters yes. to each other. Dear uh, Nick. Multiple occasions. Gotcha. <laughs> Stay sweet, never change, uh, that kind of thing. Gotcha. <laughs> go ahead, James. You go first. Yeah, set the pace. Um, yeah. All right, I'll go first. All right, Nick and Kevin, I wish you guys the best of luck. I mean, uh, this has been a great show. I've really enjoyed this. Um, I hope you guys get the funding and uh, the the care from the people that you deserve. And I would love an autograph pair of amp fins if uh, you can hook me up with that. You need them. There'll be split fins for you, James. <laughs> I'll take split them. Split amp them. fins. Do they yeah. have those? Why, would yeah, you want, I, why do you want split <laughs> fins? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, he does. Send to Nick. 
That I, this must be an inside thing that I just. Well, well you got split Nick's, Finn Nick. Joke. You got a couple. Yeah. There's like Nick, 240 episodes. episodes that. Uh, yeah, you got a couple episodes to listen okay. to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad for Nick. He's being subject to, uh, to all this crap. But yeah, uh, well, hey, hey, now now he knows what it feels when I go down there. There you go. <laughs> Well, that's how they, you know, that's show they love you by doing BWRAF, yo. There you go. Well, with that that signature, I'm I'm just going to echo the same thing. Nick, you're you're checking all the right boxes in my book for a charity, but thank you for what you're doing, man. It's um it's really helpful. It's really doing uh good work. Uh and you know, Lord knows we need it, especially with the stories coming out of the VA. So thank you and Kev for everything you're doing, too. Absolutely. Awesome. No, and, yeah, thank, and th- you. thank you both for the airtime and and um, you know I I owe a ton of of everything that I know from scuba diving from from meeting you two <laughs> and having the ability to dive with you guys locally when I'm invited. Um, and uh, <laughs> you're always invited. I, I felt I felt, when I'm I felt invited. That, cut, that yeah, was such a jab. Yeah, that when, was when such a jab. Well, it's when they send me pictures on these on this trip, and I didn't even know that it was going on. No, um, no, I'm just teasing. They're 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 great, and I've learned a ton of 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 super practical things that I would ever would have learned from just going out and diving with random people on my own. And and I really, you know, I I a lot to thank for Nick too on on pushing me to to you know challenge me for some things that you know from not only the volunteering aspect but nick was a huge driver on you know pushing me for thinking about you know health and some other things and you know the the way that the way that nick you know pushes is like you know it's it's kind of funny it's more like hazing until the point you just don't want to hear it anymore so you just stop it <laughs> so you know um it's like, I, a, I appreciate K, that. It's like a k bar to your throat yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much you need to quit smoking yeah but uh but you know it worked, and and I really appreciate I appreciate that, and I appreciate knowing Nick, and I appreciate being able to uh, come down and interact with all these guys that did a lot of things that, uh, um, you know, cost them a lot, and and you know it's my way to give back, so I appreciate all of you for it. Yeah, awesome. My turn. All right. Yeah, go okay. for it, Nick. It's all. I you. want to sign a logbook. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Thank you so much for for taking the time and 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 you know giving a crap. I, I, it means a lot, you know, to be able to sit here on a pedestal for an hour and a half and and talk about what we do and why we do it. Um, and you know, the fact that you guys are divers, I, I hope you guys will come down and dive with a group of our vets. I mean, come down and 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 don't just listen to the words in my mouth or Kevin's mm-hmm. mouth. Come see it. You know, I always I always offer that to people that, that don't believe what we're doing. You know, I think if you guys want to come down, we can make it happen. You can, you can join a group of vets and offer a whole wealth of knowledge that I don't know about diving. I mean, I, you know, with the technical stuff that you guys do, Joe's wanting to get into that real bad. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys are going to meet him up in, in Gilboa and do, and in, in the, in the uh, great lakes doing some stuff with Kevin and you guys soon, but I hope you guys want to become a part of this. I really do. Um, I hope it's more than just a show, and I'll I'll listen up on the 200 shows to figure out what's going on with the split fins. Um, but no, I I really do appreciate it. I know you guys have no idea who I was, just a friend of Kevin, and uh, it means a lot that you guys are giving a whole spot to us. So so thank you so much for that. 
Yeah, appreciate it. Nick. I also I also have to thank. Uh, I, I forgot. Right. I, I'm gonna add. Uh, I'm gonna add my buddy Adam Gordon. Um, you know, he's the one that introduced me to the organization, and he's the one that kept in touch with me the most with with going through one of the first courses that I was just helping my buddy Scott instruct on, and uh, um, really just kind of hurting more than anything. And and it was a a really different kind of environment and a program, and and the way that the way that Nick does it, where it's, you know, super therapeutic, you know, it's, 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 there's no alcohol, there's, there's, you know, no drugs. It, it really makes an impact in the, in that week of just focusing, having a, a time to, you know, reflect, think, talk, and then learn a new life skill that you can grow from is a great reset and, you know, love to be part of it. And, you know, Thanks, Adam, for getting me wrapped up and, and meeting up with uh, with Warfighter. Perfect. All right. There you go. Love it. Well, hey, there you go, Brando. Warfighter Scuba. Yeah. What a, what a nice, uh, what a great idea, actually. Help out the vets. And to my fellow veterans on Veterans Day, thank you for what you do. Yeah. Thanks to all you guys out there uh, putting your and everything guys and in gals, between yes. into the outsides, putting uh, your lives on the line for that place you call home. Get out there, TGDP listeners, and uh, check out War for Fighter those ungrateful Scuba. civilians. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Putting your lives on on the line for those ungrateful civilians. Oh, so these guys need need some money, or. Right, I mean, three to four thousand dollars per vet is their cost to get these guys to run through. Getting the funding from the VA has been very, very That's difficult. Weird. So they need some help from the people. So hopefully, our listeners can throw them a bone and help these guys help even more vets. You know, they're trying to do 50, 50 a year. They've lo- they've got the capability of doing two hundred and fifty a year, but they just don't have the funding for it. So. Well, just think about that for all those people you voted for that are probably fucking the veterans. It doesn't seem to be a hot-button topic. But, hey, listen, um, in addition to sending those warfighter guys some money, also, don't forget to go over out and check out Manscaped. we got to do our business end, too. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off of free shipping with the code TGDP. That's 20% off, Brando, and free shipping at manscaped.com when our listeners use the TGDB code. You know what? I think maybe the veterans associations should start to be sponsored by Manscaped. Could get They could use a few advertising bucks. There's a, right, right. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys and gals over there diving down in. Roatan with the, with the crew over at Warfighter Scuba, and hopefully Plus, soon around to, the world. It's good to be uh, clean and smooth when you're uh, on a black ops. Clean, smooth, silent. Move silent. Move deadly. Move silently through the enemy territory. The dark night. So give them a check out, and also as always, don't forget to check out Angie over at theabyscoffeeco.com too. TGDP over there as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week. Blue, blue, blue.